I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part, for every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Welcome to another episode of the Self Build Plus podcast, where we chat with self builders, suppliers, and experts about all things home building and renovating in Ireland on both sides of the border. I'm Astrid Matson, your host and the editor of Self Build Magazine. So this evening, I have the pleasure to be joined by David McHugh of ProAir. David is a veteran of the ventilation industry in Ireland, and we're here to chat about different ventilation types and common questions around mechanical ventilation with heat recovery, often known as MVHR or HRV or any variation on the acronym. So obviously ventilation, um, when we're building a house nowadays, it's an important aspect to consider. It's just as important as what heating system you're going to choose. So having a, a well-thought-out ventilation strategy will really ensure your home doesn't build up moisture. So we're all in favor of that. No moisture, nothing uh, to pollute the air that we breathe in uh, every day and every night. So David, I guess the, the place to start would be to run us through the different types of ventilation systems that are actually out there um, so people know what what their options are when they're building a new home. Okay, thank you, Astrid. I suppose you can break ventilation down into two types, uh, natural ventilation and mechanical ventilation. Uh, natural ventilation is the wind as such on your, on your building. And if it can get in, whether it's um, let in by uh, purpose-built openings in the walls or the windows like holes and let out again through bathrooms, either directly up into the, onto the vents on the roof because of the nature of warm air rising, or that's helped along by extract fans in bathrooms. And then you have a kitchen extract, that kind of thing. So, so that's pretty much natural ventilation. Now, um, we, we all grew up with natural ventilation. We had uh, leaky houses and open fire well no Astrid didn't she's too young but uh, I, I, <laughs> I wish there was lots of uh, open fires and <laughs> stoves and things like that so but nowadays houses are, are built differently and um, 
not many of those appliances. And uh, we use mechanical ventilation mainly. Now, there's simple mechanical ventilation, just a fan in a box, usually in the attic, connected to your wet rooms. Taking out air continuously 24-7 at a low enough level, and it's available to ramp up if you want it to, like if you're going to the shower or cooking, etc. Uh, that air going out with this system has to uh, be any liter of air that leaves the building has to be replaced by another liter of air. And just when we talk about air and quantities and everything else, we breathe in, breathe in about, depending on how big we are, between half a third and a half a liter per second and out. Uh, so air is measured in liters, liters per second pretty much. Uh, so every litre that leaves the building, whether naturally or mechanically assisted, has to be replaced by air coming in. Now with um, what we call mechanical extract ventilation, like the fan in the attic, that air has to come through openings, usually in the wall. And uh, that's difficult to filter. And of course, it's cold air. But yes, it's ventilation. It will keep your pollutants at bay, like my Astrid said, with moisture and then all the other pollutants that we generate as families. Uh, the so other that's from the pressure. Is, there's a pressure that happens, uh, isn't there? Like when it sucks yeah. up the the air, and then the, the there's like a pressure differential where it sucks in then the cold air from all the vents. Yeah, anytime Is you that take how it works. Uh, yeah, that's yeah. exactly how it works. Mm. An extract fan is almost like a, it's creating a, like a vacuum just around it and air moves into it and it moves from further and further away to fill that space and as it keeps getting vacuumed, it's like a vacuum cleaner almost. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, so it's, it is negative pressure that's built up that causes air to come in to replace it. As I said, anything that has to be taken out, anything that's taken out has to be brought in. So. Moving from that, then you have, that's really what, what we might call um, a half system. It's, it's ducted from the fan to the bathrooms and the kitchen. But then we could have heat recovery ventilation where we have a slightly bigger unit and um, air is taken in as well to that unit. And the air coming in passes through the the air going out without mixing with it and gets warmed up to um, almost the temperature of the air leaving. So then you're not, you're, you're not bringing in cold drafts of air, which is, that's the, the benefit of that system. Exactly. Exactly. And uh, even though it's not, it's not cold, but it's not warm. It's not hot. It's called heat recovery ventilation. Yes. It recovers the heat from the air going out to the air coming in. And it's, it's a very important point. I, I get calls, you know, people that move into their house and say, oh, this air is cold. What's the story with it? And, and I say, well, or sometimes we go out and we check it out and we, we put up our instrument to it and we find that it's, um, it's 19, maybe 19 degrees because the, the house is at 20.5. So there's a very small loss, uh, usually, yeah. if the job is done properly. It can be more it can be colder if not done properly 
So, so what's uh, passive input ventilation then? Because that's something that I'm seeing crop up with um, kind of the, yes. the changes in the building regs um, tightening things up quite a bit in, in the Republic. Um, and some people are looking at that as an option, as kind of the natural ventilation option. Um, that's a stack it's, it's effect. A it's, well, no, there's... there's, there's there's what the, not... there's what they call passive stack, right? Okay. That's pure natural. That's pure natural ventilation, where you are using the the natural property of air when it warms up that it rises and rises up through a pipe, a duct going up through your attic and up onto your roof slates vents. So that's what they call passive stack. So there's a duct coming from a bathroom up onto a roof outlet. And okay. uh, is that what you meant, or there's a there's another? Yeah, and then the passive input. Yeah, the passive in, PIV. Positive input. Positive. PIV. Positive. <laughs> positive. Too many acronyms. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It, it, positive it input ventilation. That's yeah. That's why we're here. We're hoping to clarify a few to, things. Yes. <laughs> but, exactly. Uh, yeah. The passive stack is is as we said. It's a stack like. Chimney or a pipe that that allows warm air to get, escape through it, up through it, right? So, so that in itself, every liter that leaves through that has to be replaced by another liter. So that's ventilation. Every time you take out some air and you put in air, you're replacing it. You're changing the air in the house with new air. That's ventilation. Now, what Astrid asked there about was positive input ventilation. That's almost the reverse of the mechanical extract that I talked about earlier. Because it, it's another similar kind of a box that would go in your attic space or loft space. And instead of taking air out, it's putting air in. It's turning the other way. And sometimes air is taken from the attic area through filters, etc. I don't think that's a great job and others take it from a vent in the roof or the soffit or somewhere. Fresh air coming in, again through filters and supplied into your house, usually into your landing. But that's going to be cold air in wintertime. Okay, and, that's and then cold how does it leave? Is, oh, sorry, it, go ahead. It leaves by, yeah, first of all, it's cold air and it drops. Hot air rises, cold air falls. So it, 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 it mixes with the air in your house and circulates around. And then when your bathroom fan comes on, it, it sucks it out. Or it finds its way out through, again, holes in the wall or um, the windows. So it's the opposite, really, to mechanical extract. Okay. It's but there's still a unit. Another way to do it, there is still a unit. And um, it's not, yes, it does the job. It doesn't really matter which direction the air is moving, uh, whether it's coming in through a mechanical and going out through natural or the other way around. But my opinion would be that um, it's a surer thing with the mechanical extract. It's, it's, it's much more controllable. You know what's happening. Yeah. So then in terms of... Um 
mechanical ventilation with heat recovery, there's two types. There's the TEED and manifold. Is that how you would describe different types or how would you categorize like when you need yeah, a bit yeah, different? That is um, a description that's used. Um, you have um, a T system, yes, where you have a main large duct going down through your attic space and, and teed off to different rooms and down to the rooms downstairs, etc., to the partitions. And um, yeah, that's one way to do it. Uh, you you would need to, if you're doing it that way, you need to have silencers at the end of each run so that or in some part in that run so that it's not so much that the, the noise from the fan unit or the heat recovery unit might be transmitted, but there's a danger that adjacent rooms might have crosstalk between them. So the, the silencer, um, usually a meter of kind of perforated insulated duct is what they're usually made of. And that's enough to muffle any sound from room to room. The, that it's that's a, a commercial way to do ventilation. It, it's 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 the way we we always did um, commercial units like factories and office office open plan offices and stuff like that, where you didn't worry too much about that kind of thing about who's in the bedroom next door or what's going on. So um, and that a lot of what happened with the, when the residential ventilation started to come into being in the 70s, 80s, 90s, a lot of the guys like me who worked in commercial industrial a very long time ago um, used the same te techniques. But we, we soon learned that it's a very difficult, different kind of application. When you're dealing with families and sound is huge in, in all of this and exact more exact air flows and uh, levels amounts of air all of that kind of thing um we changed our thinking and um the manifold system came into being maybe 15 years ago or more whatever and uh in our company we use a, like almost a hybrid of the two where we, so we, manifold we, we is do. where each run, each room has its own set of pipes that goes back to the central unit. Exactly. Is that manifold? Yeah. Okay. Yes, that, that's a manifold system. But it, uh, but the the term itself has evolved a lot from um, in Germany, where they have a lot of apartments, and they they came up with the idea of having a, a semi rigid small duct that comes in a roll and they can't be teed so they started to take them off a central point so you feed your air into a box and you you, you come off this like a spider and um, especially i think that's where it started really it, it's a hard semi-flexible plastic that you can bury in concrete as they started doing that time um, it's small bore, so you have to be careful that you have enough of it. It comes in two sizes, um, 63 millimeters diameter on the inside and 75 millimeters diameter. Um, I would rarely want to use less than two for any room with the 63 especially. 
we use a solid plastic duct off a manifold also, but we use different size ducts coming off that. And uh, where we'd have a main bedroom and a walk-in wardrobe, we'd use a T. So that's why I call it like a hybrid system. Or maybe we're coming down into a living room with a bit larger duct off our box, and then we tee again, because you don't worry about sound in the same area. So, yeah, the, the tee and the manifold, or the, the, the teed system, the manifold system would be common enough terms, but um, you usually relate manifold systems to semi-rigid duct. We use, as I said, like a mixture, whichever works. We design it, the size of duct in accordance with which room we're serving, etc. Okay, so then walk us through um, a typical self-build scenario where from design to installation and checking the system works and maintenance, I guess, um, like the design phase as with anything is, is the crucial bit to get right from what I understand, low duct runs, like not having too many, too many long runs, that kind of thing. Um, how, how does the design yeah. kind of, how does it, how do you, when you get a set of plans, like what's, what's the process when you deal with the self-builder? Um, ideally, we get the set of plans before the, the site, the, the job goes on site. And our, is that, is that the case usually? <laughs> no, sometimes it's heard about in the public weekend. <laughs> and uh, I'm ready to put up plastic board and can you come for <laughs> But, so we just uh, remembered we'd like it. <laughs> yeah. they're, they're very good, some of them, and they're doing their research, especially with the self-build shows. I think they're fantastic for people to come in that they say, I'm just about to buy a site. <laughs> and that's fantastic. And uh, you tell them and you start them early because uh, I don't want to be disrespectful respectful to architects, but some of them have no appreciation of how this works. And we, we get in houses that have no place to put a unit. It's assumed that they go up in the attic. We try every day to kill that assumption. That's not the place to put them. In the colder countries, they would laugh at you if you talked about putting them up in the attic. They really should be in a special plant area along with your washing machine, maybe on your air to water heat pump and your patch panel for your wife whatever you know that's the in there there's lots of stuff technology nowadays that needs to go somewhere and it can all go and in one in one place and ideally for the ventilation well we don't need a window in that room either and ideally it's in at the back of the house and uh, it has a bit of outside wall so that we can take our air in and exhaust our waste air out easily so that part of the design and that piece of duct from outside and to outside, they're going to be the cold pieces and they need to be as sharp as possible. And then if you're in that inside the envelope, as we call it, inside the building in a plant area, that's a warm space that's in your house. So uh, those two cold pieces of duct need to be sharp and well insulated. And everything else then doesn't need any insulation. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? 
They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. Like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. So we like the design. The first thing we look at, of course, is the size of the house. Secondly, where the might A units or units go. And... Um, and we work from there. And yes. uh, of course, we have to get a price out. We can look at this kind of thing and see how feasible it all is and get a price out. And we do the deal. And, and um, when people do the deal with us, we say, um, yeah, next next process is the design. And it goes over to the design department. And we're no different to many other good companies that, you know, whether they're using the semi-rigid or the solid duct or whatever, they will do design because you have to do design. You have to decide how much air is going to be put into each room and taken out of each room and what size duct is needed or how many of them, all of that. And um, that follows through then when the job is done, whether you do it yourself, sometimes it's that easy. It's like Lego if it's well designed and nowadays on 3D models as well. Um, Whoever uh, installs it, and you move into your house and then you have to commission it and get it. that means getting it to work the way it should the way it's designed to work and um measuring all the floor rates in each room are they as per the design adjust etc to make sure they are because um especially well in the republic and the north um they can get checked by the authorities so then, um, so so in terms of that design, how big is the, that unit you're saying? I mean, people put it in the attic because it's out of the way and you don't have to ever think about it. I know you have to service them and change the filters oh, once yeah. in a while, oh, but um, oh, they might get a bit cold up there as well for the unit. But w- w- how big is the unit? Like, because, you know, between yeah. the hot water it's cylinder, the heat pump control. Hmm? Um, it, it's, it's usually kind of twice the size of a gas boiler might be the way to to, to talk about it. Mm. Mm. Yeah, which is no, so very compact. Down. You can make room for it. Yeah. You can make room. And it can go at high level yeah. as well. You can put stuff underneath it. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. Um, and you, you, won't, you won't always be as young as Astrid. You might be as old as me and you won't be able to go up in the attic to change the filters. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not... Um... It's not ideal for access and for servicing or anything that needs to get done to it. Um, so, so the then so once it's been installed to the plans to the design, then it's commissioned. You were saying because it gets checked yes. by yourselves, and then it can be double checked yeah. by the authorities. Yeah. So, what what kind of yeah. general tips, advice, I suppose, for people to take on board for for the whole process? Um, common mistakes you see happen um, that people make. I'm sure there are many. Yeah, um, 
I suppose having well, fans is the first thing, isn't it? That when you to approach you at not not when you're actually at the building yeah. phase, but to um, actually have exactly. fans cause, hmm, to make sure they'll fit. Because um, what if um, you can't access a room that needs ventilating? Like in terms of services, yeah. it gets a bit tricky. You're going to have to box it in or something like that, which doesn't look great. Yeah, and of course, the smaller the smaller the apartment, the buildings, and the apartments, the more difficult it all gets. Yeah, but um, yeah, there are more and more smaller units coming on mark on the market for that kind of thing. Um, I I suppose the important thing. I mean, the people that are listening here tonight are, are here for a reason because they're very interested. But um, there's a kind of an ambivalence, an ambivalence around about this whole ventilation. Oh, it's not really that important. We never had it, you know, 50 years ago. And why do we have to have it now? And, you know, it, it's very simple. It, it, you take food and water and heat and air into your body. Is the air not just as important as the others? You know, so I, so you have to think about things in in a different way. You have to think about it about it in a holistic way. It's it's about health, clean air, yeah. constant amount of it. You know, so so mm. think about things like that. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, with... yeah no, the people that are on here tonight, they don't make that many. That's why they're on. Mm. <laughs> we hope so anyway if mm. if they were about to uh, forget about the insulation they won't after this hopefully um yeah because obviously our the homes are are made so airtight and insulated um there's there's very little way for for air to escape and and ventilate through yeah we through don't leaks. have natural ventilation anymore through leaks really um yeah. if you do you're in trouble because uh like at the shows, the young couples come along and uh, with, with their plans and and they, they say, we don't know much about this, what, what do you suggest? And, and I say, well, I, I have a bit of a joke with them and I say the three most important things about your house are uh, insulation, insulation and insulation because uh, uh, you want to be healthy and comfortable and warm for the next whatever number of decades. And uh, and, it's, and insulation is not about massive amounts of it, it's about getting it done right. So there are the tips I would say to people, think about have a good builder and a good professional around you. That's, that's very important. They're worth the money to, to have these people that know about all of this stuff. And uh, then of course when you get the insulation right you'll have a, a really warm but airtight structure so then your professional needs to be able to advise you on ventilation strategies whether they advise you to come to someone like us or whatever or whoever but it's very important that's the tip i give i mean i built my house 35 years ago and uh, i didn't really know what i was doing uh, even today, I wonder what I do again. Even even this month later, and all the experience I, I've had over those years, it's it's it, a builder. A builder is a professional in his own right. You know, a ventilation professional is another. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's all getting very specialized. 
um, with with these higher standards as well. It's important to have someone you can trust to, to do all the checks at the end of it all, whether it be your engineer. Or, and then it, with the ventilation system, I suppose that whole commissioning process, having a, a good professional that you hire to actually check that it's all doing all its airflows and all, all the stuff it needs to actually do to to keep the house properly ventilated. Yeah, it is vital, isn't it? The more yeah, complicated course, it gets. Yeah, and we can make it more complicated if you want. <laughs> <laughs> we'll try not to, if we can avoid it. <laughs> well, well it's for a good reason, because um, these ventilation systems now, if you have a very well insulated, very well engineered airtight building, um, you, you will need so little heat that you can transmit that heat through the air and cooling mm. through the air. Uh, and but, cooling is becoming a very popular thing. So, but that's you a know. different thing with cooling through ventilation because a normal mechanical ventilation system with heat recovery won't do cooling, will it? Not, not many of, not many of them, but they're there. Yeah. And, and how and does we, that we work? There's. Well, with the one that we have, we have a little outdoor unit, so we're taking heat from the outdoor air and we're taking heat from the air in the house and adding them together and um, transferring that back into the supply air and it supplies air instead of now at 19, 20 degrees, it's 38, 39 degrees. So it's a small amount of, it's high temperature, but it's a small amount of air. So. You need your house very well insulated so that it doesn't need that much heat um, for this to work. You're limited in the amount of heat by the ventilation air because you don't want to put in extra air. It means extra heat just for the sake of that. Okay. So if you can match the the insulation and the the fabric, as we call it, um, to the system you can have a highly, highly efficient system that will cost you a couple of hundred euro a year to heat, well, to cool your house as well. It might be a little bit, maybe three, four hundred euro a year. So wait, but so when you're saying, you're talking about, you're talking about heating the house with that outdoor unit. So it's a, like a heat pump then because of the cold air, the, the air is cold outside. Yeah. It is a heat pump. Yeah. Yep. Integrated with the, the with the ventilation. Yeah. Unit. So the heat pump works both ways and is, is linked up with the ventilation system. So it all goes through the vents. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's it's, handy. It's heating up air outside and it's cooling it inside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because overheating is really becoming a big problem now, for sure, for the summer. Yeah, it but it costs more to run it in cooling mode than heating mode. Does it? Not necessarily. I would again. <laughs> okay. Not necessarily. Well, that's again. good. Um, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. And. But yeah. I, I don't know if you want me to get into the depths of that or not. No, but, well, no, um, it's just, I, I would assume that cooling for some reason would be um, more onerous on the system, but well, I, yes, know, I guess it could work both discouraged ways. The, sorry, yeah. Yeah, it's it's discouraged by the the, NSA, the SAI, etc. because the cooling systems, um, well, they're seen as, they were, they were seen as a luxury. 
that we don't need. And yes, there, there, there's highly efficient ways now to do this. Um, and it's a, a lot of it has to do with humidity in the air, etc. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Technology advances so fast. Yes, yes. But yes, you mm. can you can actually cool now as efficiently as you can heat. So if you take the two mm. together, you're still not spending more on your energy than you would with a normal air to water that just does heating. And uh, for that, you're getting cooling as well. Mm. So. And cost-wise, how does it compare? I know this is very specific to what you do. <laughs> um, how does it compare to just bolting on a heat pump to... On the floor, on, uh, yeah, an air to water. Well, compared to air to water, which will need a heat recovery unit as well, um, yeah. it's probably actually cheaper. But we, we wouldn't sell it as a cheaper option because you, we'd be saying to people, if you save any money on the plant, you should put it into your windows and your insulation and higher grade mm. so that you can have your demand more so no it's yeah. not yeah the idea solution. is to have very little demand yes. well the way we build our homes today i mean in in the republic the the requirements are quite high so i mean it's not very much heat ex escaping like building reg standard it's it's pretty good isn't it good enough for the the kind of system you have um yeah, you know, you have to build to what they call an A2 standard today to comply. And um, there's also A1. And yes. there's passive house standard, which is better again. So, yeah, no, it's, it, it's a lot better than it was. But there's still quite a lot of leeway to move on. But I mean, your your system, your, for your system to be efficient, you have a, a threshold at which you go, well, you shouldn't install this add-on heat pump if your house isn't up to... Exactly. Something not, up to uh, what? Uh, yeah. A1, is it? Uh, an, an airtight, well, yes. Or passive house. A high, a, high A2. In other words, if you, if you comply with the regulations through a... a a building fabric approach. You can comply with regulations by putting in yeah. um, solar panels and you don't have to worry that much about some of the other stuff. Yeah. Or even yeah. heat pumps, you know, will help you as well. But if you think about it, in, uh, you know, if you get up to the high A2s, approaching A1, well, then you can use the air to heat and cool. Excellent. Listen, it's it's starting to make a bit more sense to integrate these things because having all these separate things all over the place, they're all. It's good to have one. Yes. One point. I'll try to simplify it again. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully. It is really because it might be complex in how in itself, but cars are complex, and nobody needs to know how they work. They just drive, and it should be the same with these these systems. Yeah. So you're the new Tesla, are you, David? <laughs> <laughs> if I had Elon's money, I wouldn't need to be here, would I? <laughs> yeah, wouldn't we all? That's great. Well, listen, thanks so much for your time. Thank you, Astrid. Join us next time for more tips and advice from experts and self-builders alike. 
And if you haven't already, subscribe to Self Built Plus. It'll give you full access to the selfbuilt.ie website, including the Self Built Plus journey, which is your step-by-step guide to self-building and home improving. Your membership also gives you first access to all videos and podcasts, as well as access to our members-only Facebook group, which features regular Facebook Live events.